0: Namaste. So as we know, today is 24th April and it's celebrated as the day of the Mother's final coming. What this coming means is um, to understand this coming is to understand the mystery of creation actually. When did she go? So normally we say 22nd February. That was after first meeting with Sri Aurobindo. So the Vedas speak about the story where the Divine's bride, Brahman's bride, Bride of Brahman, she wandered away far into the inconscience and darkness. She identified so completely with material nature that she entered a state of self-oblivion. And uh, this what is known as the sacrifice of the Divine Mother. In some of the uh, Purushukta, it is called as the sacrifice of the Purusha, but it's much more the sacrifice of the World Mother. And she did it so that she can pull creation out of that state into back to its origin. But this in the process that she pulls creation and darkness out of its state to integrate and unite with the divine means that it becomes a many rainbow hued many toned, colored, rich, beautiful creation. So that is the gain. Otherwise she was always there with the Lord. So she wanted to... Sow the dreams of the Lord in this hard barren soil and then bring out of it impossible seeming creations, as Shubindra says, out of random footfalls of nature, beauty like the orchid and the rose arise. Something so beautiful. So she took the dreams of the Lord when she went away, and this is the process by which she is, these dreams are flowering in space and time, and some are beautiful dreams. Some are bad dreams, like, you know, (laughs) some humanity. Before that, you see some beautiful dream. But even this, there is no eventual bad dream, you must know. Bad dreams are simply good dreams in the making. So in yoga like it happens initially you see all these snakes and pythons and all these things but later on you start seeing beautiful gardens, sewers are replaced by beautiful spaces. So every bad dream is a good dream in the making, it's a catharsis, so that's how. So till now this return and the gods are a resistance in the return process and in the return she has created worlds of matter, what is a world. She took such painstaking detail where every planet, every Little star has such a beautiful and sometimes we don't even wonder. Look at the seven star, the Saptrishi. How they are fixed in space. Of course, this is a play of forces and one can understand it scientifically. But when you look at it, our eyes are filled with wonder. When you see them moving, actually if you see the, these um, seven stars move through the year, you know what they end up making? They end up making the swastik. See them through the movement. They end up making the swastik first this, then this, then this way, this way, and the way they are shaped. It's amazing how the divine is I mean the divine mother has painted this material world so amazingly, even on Earth, when we look at it from uh, a different perspective than our immediate uh, you know roadblocks and nalas, then it's something very beautiful, so material creation, then she creates worlds of life. Such variety of plants and flowers that how, mar, how much ever you may talk about nirvana, you will fall in love. How can you know? People go all the way to Himalayas because it draws you and holds you. And in Himalaya also they fall in love with the Himalayan peaks. So they don't want to go away from there. They get attached like Jad Bharat's story because she's created this world out of love and wonder. Shubinder used the word wonder weft of love. That's what this world is And then out of the world of life Emerges world of mind For a long time Even in the world of mind All said and done Such beautiful philosophies Thoughts Nobility Sacrifice Courage When we read stories of these exceptional human beings In Indian thought They are really regarded as vibhutis And when you observe their tales Their stories of courage and sacrifice Stories of love The way they have loved Stories where they have gathered wisdom or developed it out of nowhere. Read the story of Kalidas. What a wonder it is. Read the story of those who passed before us. This, I mean, Rama, as I say. Look at his nobility, courage, even love. Look at Mata Sita. Many, many such human beings, even right up to our time. Just read the independence movement. Just imagine Shurabindo. Standing in the shadows of the... You know, he had named his the organization at 18, which he had started, or was party member of that party uh, in England. They had started an organization called Lotus and Dagger, and I find it so significant. On one side, he held the dagger to tear away the past and all the veils, so that truth can shine, and it requires tremendous courage. And on the other hand, Lotus. That which will emerge. Look at his sacrifice. I am just amazed how he could renounce such uh, success as he had achieved at that point of time. At the drop of a hat. Or not even the drop of a hat. The world didn't know. And silently he sailed to Pondicherry with carrying God's um, orders sealed in his breast. No one knew why he is going. People even told him that oh he is betraying the movement. But he had done what he had to do. When we look at that life where he doesn't know how the next meal will be got, despite being so much both erudite and in every way qualified. And yet he takes that journey. These are, this is the stuff of which human dreams are made. And then we see that this humanity develops over a period of time. And then yes, there is a point of time when it gets distorted more and more. That's what the whole Kalyub we see Slowly the whole descent into the darkness Why? Because human has to bear Not only the um, aspiration for a higher light But also the burden of a darkness within Human being is the middle term The cross So he has to bear Not only the uh, burden of a higher light Calling him from above But also the burden of the darkness Which cries within him To be transformed So Kalyug is an age when it plunges into that darkness, where it takes all the possible darkness and integrates it with the higher self to the extent it can. Six times mankind has tried it, as we are told that there were six pralayas, reached a point and then it collapsed. But this time the mother assures us no more pralayas. Meaning thereby the effort that has gone into creation so that this darkness can be transmuted, that is going to succeed. So we see what is the strategy that the divine adopted. On one side, Shurbindo, I, Satyavan, you, the Lord, addresses to Satyavan. He is my soul aspiring in an inconscient world. He is the soul of man. So he represents the ascending element. How much can this soul, tied to earth nature, can ascend to the highest possibility? And we see in Shurbindo's life nothing was left unknown all was bared before his burning eyes burning heart so that the soul of man can ascend to those heights which we cannot even imagine and who is the mother the descending grace which comes in response and what does she do she identifies with earth nature completely when shubhendu was asked what are these prayers about mother is already god why she should pray so shubhendu says first he shows to the aspiring psychic How to pray? Because all our prayers are all copy books. All the prayers are full of what I want, what I want, what I want. Seldom somebody prays, Lord, I have tried all my list of what I want. And I made a mess of it all. For a change, grant me what you want. So she shows to the aspiring psyche. The way to pray. But more importantly, Srivastava says he identifies with earth nature so that earth nature can receive the touch of divine love. That's why though they are one, they have to represent these two poles of existence and hence in two bodies. Shobindo is the aspiring soul of man climbing to the highest and the mother is the descending grace. There is a point where they meet and where they meet there is beauty, there is love, there is the birth of divine perfection that's what this day is meant for when mother and shribindu left the bride of brahman and the brahman we have seen their meetings only in the ethereal worlds that's why shiva parvati meeting is considered to be the uh, ideal of uh, you know the union of purusha and prakriti and the ishvara and shakti but shiva and parvati are not earthly creatures they are gods but the moment that truth came to earth rama and sita we know what happened Radha and Krishna, we know that happened. Mother and Sri so at least they came together for a change. This meant that now material world and the divine truth, they can fuse together. This was a beginning. It's not that all is happiness hereafter. But the gates, the possibility of a collective transformation of matter and material life and human life, that door opened. So from that point started a new Leela. So the old creation, old story was ending. Ended on 24th April 1920. And a new story began. A new act in the drama of the world. And what was this new act? Now matter will be infused more and more by the spirit's rays. Up till now there was dissociation. That's why you see all spiritual movements, ultimately they say this is illusion. Because there was no way to bridge the gap. She comes and this gap starts bridging first in their individual consciousness and then on 29th February 1956, a collective possibility, that's why it's called a supramental manifestation, whose far-reaching repercussions we may not be able to even imagine today, just as the first Cro-Magnon man <laughs> who was maybe third or fourth subspecies of ape evolving towards humanity, which is gone, about it. I mean, he doesn't exist anymore. But before he gave away, he went away, he opened the doors to the present-day Homo sapiens. In fact, just before him, there was Neanderthal. And Neanderthals and Cro-Magnon fought and almost killed each other. Neanderthal, the good guy, actually died, finished. And it seemed like Cro-Magnon has succeeded. But if you look closely... All through all this struggle, they gave birth to what today is Homo sapiens. Then Homo sapiens erectus, the next step. So the same thing we see that this story which has started the new creation, a new act, will unfold in time. And we may believe it, we may not believe it. Just evolution doesn't uh, depend on our belief. Our evolution is aided by our faith. That's the only difference. God's work doesn't depend on whether we believe or not. The tide of mighty wave of time will pass. Whoever can ride on his crest will rise and go to the other shore. And those who wait, hesitate, believes, disbelieves. Did God ever care for the belief and disbelief of man? We'll close with that nice little anecdote in... um, Not anecdote, it's a passage in Life Divine where Sri says that he answers this objection. That But how how are you sure? So he says, if there was an eternal witness who saw this evolution story and he asked God, what are you going to do out of this nebulous mass of energy dancing in space? He would say, wait and see. I am going to create Janani, janma Bhumi, Sargadapi, Gariyasi. What are you saying, sir, in Sanskrit? I can't understand. And lo and behold... Five billion years and there is earth which cools. Oh, this is a hot molten mass. What are you going to do? Sir, wait and see. I'll fill it with green and brown. Aren't you too much of a dreamer, God? He will say, yes. But my dreams are truer than earth's drab realities. So after some time, green and brown, earth's body is covered, clad in such a wonderful cloth. And then if you ask, okay, fine, this much is okay, what are you going to do now? You would have said, wait, I'll make out of this, thought will rise. Thought? What is thought? Thought will rise and climb to the gates of heaven. Aspirations shall be born and fly on wings toward the gates of eternity. Sir, you are too much, this abstract language I can't understand. Witness would have said, and lo and behold, thought the paraclete flew. To the gates and opened the doors, and some escaped. And then, if he asked, sir, all this is still okay. What is now you plan to do? He said, he would say, wait for the miracle not yet one. And that miracle is the divinization of matter, which would mean matter escaping from the law of death and ignorance. Strangely, today in Desiree we read these lines, and we can. Share it again, because it's the day of Mother's coming. And these lines are when Satyavan meets Savitri, Mother and Sri What new possibility opens? So Satyavan, this on page 407, he tells to Savitri, shares with her, I looked upon the world and missed the self. That's what we are. When we are moving around, we forget the Divine. And when I found the self, I lost the world. So when we are in the samadhi, oh, so beautiful, lovely. When we come out, we need just one person to say something or not say something. Either which way. We are so vulnerable. He didn't notice me. That's enough to spoil our day. (laughs) So forget such a beautiful. And then we start doubting that experience. If at all, we should doubt this and not that experience. My other selves I lost and the body of God Look at the body of God This world is the body of God The link of the finite with the infinite The bridge between the appearance and the truth So we have these appearances which does not reveal reality That's the constant problem And mother says it should not be so But till now it has been so And she gives the example of Socrates Socrates was so wise I mean today the world knows him As one of the greatest philosophers of Greece and probably it was Sri one of the earlier reincarnations. So man of such integrity, truthful, exact to the detail, though he was condemned to take Hemlock, yet he didn't deter from the truth that he believed in. And yet, you know, his wife left him. Do you know for what reason? (laughs) Because he looked ugly. And the mother gives this example. You may have a body which is ugly but a beautiful soul. That's why we have books like Ugly Duckling and you know all this because it's a truth of our inner life. It should not be. All bodies should be beautiful by the spirit's light but but it doesn't happen because this material forms are still in the grip of inconscient. That's why we grow old, we develop wrinkles and we die and no amount of anti-wrinkle creams and vitamin E and all the paraphernalia of Amway and others I hope I'm not (laughs) discouraging But it doesn't help So this is because The secret remedy lies in infusing matter with the spirit The bridge between the appearance and the truth The mystic aim for which the world was made It was not made for nirvana If God wanted nirvana There would only be nirvana He made this world to manifest himself Otherwise What's the big deal? Why did he make it at all? The mystic came. The human sense of immortality. What is the human sense? Human sense is not, okay, soul is immortal. (laughs) Human beings say, okay, sir, I know that. It's written in the Gita. Human sense of immortality is this very body should be immortal. And so it will be. But we have to be patient. So they understand what is the cry. At one point, mother says, you know, she says, you know, I cannot disappoint. The supramental must manifest this time. I cannot dis- disappoint Pranab, Amrit, and she takes one more name. I think it is notli, but I may be mistaken. But she mentions Pranab and Amrita. They have waited for so long for this. And not just one life, they have waited for so long. The body should escape the law of mortality. Soul, everybody is saying that. So, the human sense of immortality. But now the golding comes to me with thy feet and his gold sun has shone on me from thy face. For now another realm draws near with thee. And then toward the end, mother's coming. How should we receive the mother? How beautifully. All with thy coming fills. It's not enough to go and do the room darshan. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> All with thy coming fills, air, soil and stream, wear bridal raiment to be fit for thee. How are we welcoming the mother? With all these thoughts which are so dark, polluted, with such feelings, we want to chain her again? We want to make a bridal raiment fit for her. To weave a beautiful dress out of her thoughts and feelings. And sunlight grows a shadow of thy hue. Because of change within me by thy look, how do we know about you know um, the action of these spiritual and higher forces? It begins to change us from within, which over a period of time we realize. Come nearer to me from thy car of light. We can say, Ma, you are there, but come closer. There we can visit only a few moments. But here we want you permanently. And then this wonderful, for here are secret spaces made for thee. But where is the space for her? Our heart is filled with, as in Ahana, this is a beautiful line Oh man, you have filled your life with flowers that are scentless. Where is space for the Divine Mother? She comes, says, Yes, sir. Ma, mad the most for a few moments, we want to make her sit. And she also she accepts the chains and comes for a moment. But space is made ready for, for her. Whose caves of emerald long to screen thy form, wilt thou not make this mortal bliss thy sphere? Descend, O happiness, with thy moon-gold feet. Enrich earth's floors upon whose sleep we lie matter. Earth's floors. In matter, the soul has gone asleep. We want you to enrich earth's floors. Oh, my bright beauties, princes, Savitri, by my delight and thy own joy compel. Divine has to be called with delight. The Gita says you cannot uh, do yoga with a despondent heart. Oh, I don't know where he is, what he is. It's a path towards the Anandame. It should be, it should be full of delight when we take God's name. We are invoking the all delight, the all beautiful, all blissful. How can we be unhappy in doing that? By my own delight and thy joy. Why would you come? Because you feel the joy. This is the transaction. Not because if you come, this problem will get sorted out. In fact, we may realize there was no problem. This was the problem that we were empty of the Lord and the Divine Mother. We wrongly read the problem. Enter my life, thy chamber and thy shrine. So may our life, our heart, our entire being, our very body become her chamber and her shrine.